Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. This week on The Pinball Show, special guest co-host Greg Bone joins the show, and we discuss how people pissed me off this week. Ben Heck talks Nintendo licensing. We chat about Disney princesses, mechanical satisfaction, Mark Ritchie designing a new machine, Stern's upcoming Cornerstone, Legends of Valhalla, still a thing, the Trailer Park Boys, April Foolsburg? Question mark? Deep Fruit, new network stars, a punny challenge has been accepted and spamming the hornet hole. All of this and more on the pinball show right meow. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for the pinball show. It's pinball with personality. Welcome back, everyone, to your favorite pinball podcast. This is the Pinball Show, episode 54, with your host, Zach Mini. This week, got my best bud here, sitting shotgun. Are you sitting shotgun or are you driving? Which one? Mm, I'm definitely sitting shotgun. Okay, he's sitting. I don't like to drive. You hate driving. This is Greg Bone from Straight Down the Middle. How are you, Greg? Ah, you know, fantastic. It's early morning. Got my coffee in hand. Oh, what are you doing this weekend? This Easter weekend? Well, it's Monday now, but, you know. Oh, man, work. Always work. Uh, tomorrow we're going to some Chelsea's families with the kids. You know, Easter baskets, all that good stuff. Easter egg hunts. Do you hide the eggs? Traditional. Yes. Nor- well, no, not there. Like normally we'll do an Easter egg hunt, but kind of time got away from us. But normally we'll do an Easter egg hunt just for them here at the house. And yes, we do then. What do you mean and time got them. away from you? What the hell does that even mean? I like Easter just came up out of nowhere. You know, it was like, oh, there's <laughs> Valentine's Day and now it's Easter. <laughs> You know, you don't think about a hobby. I mean, not a hobby, but you don't think about a holiday. Okay. So time got away from you, so your poor kids are left <laughs> eggless. Eggless. It don't ever happen. Like, you don't like, oh, shit, here it is. Like You've met I, Nicole Minnie. No, that <laughs> You're not allowed to. And she will wake me up at four in the morning to go hide eggs if I need to. No, there's no. No, 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 no. I'm feeling lucky. I always whine, bitch, and moan about hiding the eggs, but once I'm out there, I kind of got a passion for hiding the eggs. Oh, I don't like to dye eggs. I, I, th- no, I hate I don't the like mess. I hate all that. But I like to hide the eggs because like, I like to be an asshole and try <laughs> to hide in the, like, you know, I color code the eggs to where they're camouflaged yeah. with whatever I'm hiding them in. And I put them in, like, the most insane spots that I can to really mess the kids mm-hmm. up. So, like, I kind of take pride in that, I guess. But then you got to sit out there forever for them to find the damn things. Nah, I mean, that's... You uh, run over yeah, them with I your mean, lawnmower later on. I think the listener mixed. knows. Hey, I'll tell you. Listener knows. I had, back, back when I owned my, my lawn company, I had, I had a client that every year, <laughs> all I did was chop up candy and eggs because they <laughs> had like two acres, and I swear their Easter egg hunt consisted of just throwing 300 eggs out into the yard yeah. over the entire two acres. And so it was inevitable that I was just throwing... Plastic eggs and candy. Poor Sally's got a bad back after that hunt. (laughs) Now, so do you go hard-boiled eggs that are dyed to hide, or do you go hollow eggs filled with treats? We go hollow eggs, treats, and money. Okay, that's what we do. Uh, Some quarters Mm -hmm. and a little dollar here and there. Mm -hmm. And then the super prize egg. I always grew up with the the giant super prize egg that had, you know, back in our day, like a $5 bill. Whoa, or a scratch-off ticket. Yeah, yeah, something, yeah, anything like that, yeah, yeah. But now you got to up it, you know, like, damn Easter Bunny and Tooth Fairy. The big egg's hard to hide, though, because the bigger the egg, the easier it is to find. It is to find, yeah. No, Uh, I agree, but you got to be extra, you got to be extra crafty, and you got to put it in places where they might need a ladder. Or dig with a shovel. Now that, or dig with a shovel. Man. (laughs) You got to make them work for that uh, 20 in there now. Speaking of scratch-off tickets, I was messaged this week by uh, a listener named Kyle. Shout out to Kyle. Kyle was giving some feedback to uh, the persnickety nature that I am 
with regard to ice cream shops. Greg Bone doesn't listen to the show, but last week, Greg, I was, do. I heard your ice cream shop. Okay, you heard the uh, the the whole segment. Yes, you, the, the the taking uh, the, the flavors, tasting. Well, yeah. How are you? Where, where do you fall on the line of uh, tasters? I am. I am an oddly. Uh, Don't tell I'm me kind you're of a pro an, taster. I'm kind of an asshole. Okay, but I'm no. I'm not. No, I'm not pro taster. I I am a, a courtesy person. Okay. Um. No matter how big of an asshole I am, I am a very courtesy driven person. Mm-hmm. I hold doors. I walk your grandma across the street. <laughs> I do not take Grammar up is. time in a line. Yeah. If it's if it's busy, I do not take up time in a line. I do not cut line. I hate people that merge at the last minute. Oh, I am like late I am a courtesy driven person. Yes. What are do you very are you courtesy driven? But are you the road rage guy that like sticks to the bumper and it's like you son of a bitch you will not get in i stick to the bumper and i take up two lanes do you get angry when your wife is driving and she allows that yes i sometimes I get, get mad at yeah. the driver three cars down from me that allows that You're like what are you doing him. yeah mm-hmm. and, and i love the science that says like that that the zipper merge is the way that it's supposed to be but nobody zipper merges like they, the, hell's the, a the zipper whole merge? schematic well, it's like you're supposed to like let every other car in or some shit. Like you can look it up. It it's supposed to be like the last minute merge is supposed to be the oh. actual way that to keep traffic flowing and keep things good. But that ain't the way it happens. Like because yeah, you're not technically supposed to get over early. But the problem is, is the zipper merge. It doesn't work the way that like no one does it the way it's supposed to. That's like working around about the way it's supposed to. Mm. It just people don't do the shit right. So. But yeah, I hate last minute mergers, dude. Okay, I, so that's the worst thing in the world. You're with me then. We had a couple yeah, couple listeners that thought I was crazy. They said, "No, no, tasting is part of it. That's ridiculous. Stop it." Um, I disagree. But our our listener and emailer Kyle, he he emailed us in and he said he agrees and he brought up another person that I hate, that I loathe, that I would be okay if they kicked a bucket tomorrow. And that is, ladies and gentlemen, the asshat, the gas station customer that is choosing and picking fucking lottery tickets. Yeah. Oh my. Or cashing them all in. Oh, I, I don't, don't know care. if I won. Will you scan all of oh, these Oh my for God. Me? And then the freaking attendant has to scratch off the barcode. Yes. Look, people. Yeah. Be decent human beings. If you have lottery tickets, legit, you are not allowed to go to that counter until there are no cars even getting gas. I'm tired of it. I'm so sick. And so Kyle was correct. That angers me to no end. Let me let me get the number 12, the number 8. I'll take a couple of the crossword. No. Get the fuck out of the line. How, how long has that fruity tootie uh, uh, fruit scratch off <laughs> been out? Right. Like, I just feel like I haven't oh, seen that one before. Jesus. I, I just need a candy bar. Please. I want to pay for my gas and go. <laughs> the worst. The worst. Or they're doing their power bowls. Uh, let me yeah, get but it. I do have to ask. Who the hell goes in and pays for their gas anymore? So well, you're, you're technically just buying that candy. No, no. Here's the thing. I get stuck. There's a local place really close to me for gas. And their card reader does not accept like the chip thing. So I have to go uh, in every time and I tell myself stop going. But by the time I realize that's always me trying to pump it and realizing it. And I've punched the thing just <laughs> once I've punched that damn thing. If you're ever in a bad mood, you just want to hit something. Yeah. Punched it, walked in there. I'm always bitching at him. I'm like, an, I'm telling you we're getting older, Greg, and I'm an old man and I'm angry. And I'm like, why do you guys not accept money? And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, the damn card thing don't work. And then I got Jeanette in front of me with her hands full of scratch. Oh, my God. Kyle, you're correct. I hate lottery tickets. Do, do people not realize with lottery tickets that they're losing money? I do not play the lottery scratch-offs. Do not do it. It's the dumbest thing ever. What are you, you going to win? Ten grand? Oh, that going to really change your life? You've spent twenty. No, I got a guy that me and Chelsea went to school. There's a guy that me and Chelsea went to school with that won either two hundred, five hundred thousand, or something from a scratch off. He was on uh, my lottery dream home. My lottery dream home. Where's he at now? In a brand new house. Really paid for. Really. (laughs) Sorry to crush it for you. It happens. I don't know any scratch off. Oh no, it's seven. It was seven hundred thousand. Chelsea just Ooh, came downstairs. Watch out! Seven hundred thousand on a scratch off, <sighs> and you walk away with one hundred and fifty thousand because of taxes. Yeah, and it's probably two hundred dollars scratch off. If you're scratching off two hundred dollars <laughs> scratch offs, you got issues. All right. So. Oh, it's no. I, I don't think it was anything like. I don't think it was that. that Bullshit! High. The payout like, on I mean, the seven hundred thousand is not going to be. Well, 
I, you know what? I get lottery tickets for, uh, my parents or my family will give them out for like birthday celebrations or stuff like that. I refuse to scratch them off. I, I cannot tell you <gasps> the last time I scratched off a lottery ticket. I'd rather give them away. I shit you not because I hate it. You scratch them off and you get the little fl- flakies everywhere. And those things get, I hate scratch. I don't tickets. like the flakies. I hate I them. like that shit. Oh, they're everywhere. But you could have thrown away a $700,000 ticket. I don't care. I'll let Nicole scratch them off. I don't even care if she keeps it. Whatever. It's like crowns. Whenever you're working with crowns, the kids are working with crowns. Fucking little crown flakes everywhere. Ugh. Yeah. I don't like the, like, any lottery ticket that ever comes in here, like, it, it gets scratched off directly over the can, and it, it, I'm meticulous about it, because I don't like touching that shit. I hate that crap. That is the nastiest stuff ever. I used to be the most jolly, festive, fun, energetic fella, but the more I hang around Dennis Creasel, and to some extent you, Greg Bone, I, I'm becoming an old prude. And speaking of prudes, we got about five of them as the correspondents. Let's see if they've drummed up any news this week. It's time for TPN Industry News. Hi, this is Ken Rudberg with your Jersey Jack update. Jersey Jack's Guns N' Roses is getting all kinds of exposure lately, especially coming off this week in Pinball's Twippy Award for Game of the Year for 2020. News of the award reached an even broader audience as Slash posted this accolade on his verified Instagram feed. How much bigger of an audience, you ask? Well, I did a little digging, and I saw that Slash's post led a website called Metalhead Zone to post a story about the machine as well. Now, I know that most of you have probably never heard of MetalheadZone.com, but this website posted 2.4 million total visits for the month of February 2021. In comparison, one of the biggest pinball sites around, Pinside.com, only had 584,000 total visits. This means that Metalhead Zone had five times the reach of Pinside in February. And this is not even mentioning the three and a half million followers that Slash has on Instagram. With these kinds of numbers, it's easy to see why the popularity of pinball just keeps on growing. For the Pinball Show, this has been Ken Rudberg. Testing, testing, and the microphone still works. It's been a little inactive over the last couple of months, sorry about that, but the shit update is back. At last, some news out of Spooky with Charlie entering social media again, announcing a whole new development outside of the old production facility in Benton, Wisconsin. This is basically going to double the size of Spooky's footprint on the ground, which means, in theory, twice as many games will be manufactured per week as there are at the moment. I think Spooky's operating on around 12 to 15 games a week, so this should bump up to about 30 games once the new factory has been completed, hopefully in a few months' time. And hopefully in a few months' time, that will coincide with the announcement of Spooky's next super secret title. Expect game numbers to increase as well, beyond the 750 that we had for Rick and Morty. And in Rick and Morty news, look forward to at least another adventure coming out very soon. A little birdie told me there's been some approval for a new out-of-this-world adventure for the Intrepid Pair. And if you're wondering what's happening with Haggis, Damien was oh so close to the first shipping of Celts, but a small problem with manufacture, which is easy to overcome, meant the first game, that being mine, will probably ship next week. Look forward to a stream and news about that when it happens. Well, that's it for this week's shit update on The Pinball Show. Back to the central missionary position. Hello and welcome to The Pinball Show's Stern News Update. I'm Craig Bobby. Well, with Led Zeppelin's production continuing to roll right along at the world's largest pinball company, many fans have asked us at the pinball show, Hey, what's next for Stern Pinball? You know, like, what's hot? What's sexy? Besides Zach Lenny and Great Bone, I gots to know. Well, what if after we prescribed you a heavy dose of Xanax and a chilled oaky Chardonnay, we told you to hold on to your DLC and $1,000 toppers because coming soon to a reveal stream near you, Flipperless Pinball by Stern. 
Yes, with the Canada-approved marketing slogan, Say It, Don't Spray It, one stern insider commented that flipperless pinball promises to start a touchless revolution in pinball not seen since the controversial Harvey Weinstein-era machines were taken off the market years ago. When asked what the concept behind this flipperless design was, an anonymous junior designer at Stern was quoted as saying, Number one, our market research tells us most people like watching pinball better than they like playing it. Flipless pinball gives you the chance to do both at the same time. Number two, we wanted to present something unique and fun while allowing players a chance to control the silver ball. Not with traditional flippers, but with their mind, you know, like Magneto or Luke Skywalker or The Matrix. Okay, that's just a bit weird. Taken from a recent interview with George Gomez, creative director at Stern Pinball, Gomez comments, We wanted to spare no expense and allow our designers to push all their best ideas out an Italian bottom. The result is not pinball diarrhea, but great pinball. Flipperless pinball, in fact. Gomez goes on to say, Flipperless Pinball meets two of the three foundations of all good pinball design, which are namely a good licensed theme, fine exotic whitewoods, and lastly, a dash of psychosis. You decide which ones we've included from that list, end quote. Now I know what our loyal listeners are thinking. The pinball show on the pinball network has lost its way with all this outrageous and cutting edge design rumor news. But this reporter is here to say, not only have we found our way, we're drinking from this glorious fountain of fun every single day. For the Pinball Show, I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side. All right, thank you, correspondents, for all that delicious news. Not a lot of news uh, this week, but we're still going to discuss some of it. This past week, the Pinball Show interviews, working title, interviewed and uh, chatted with Ben Heck. This is the format of the pinball show where Matt Morrison uh, reaches out to some individuals for a little chat. And I got to say, man, Matt Morrison is so damn good. I think he knows he's supposed to be good, but he is really good. The guy is just, he knows a little bit about everything. And if you listeners have already listened to this episode, you'll know like when it comes to electronics and like board work, boom, he can hang with them. He can talk about it. When it comes to like cars, boom, he can talk about it. It's, it's pretty phenomenal. So Nicely done, uh, but don't fuck it up there, Matt. But he interviewed <laughs> Ben. <laughs> you love Morrison, don't you? I do. He's just a good guy. He's just a straight-up good dude. Uh, very conversa- He is a very good conversationalist. And you can hear it in the episode. He talked to Ben Heck. They were talking about licensing and what Ben Heck thought about licensing. Now, typically, listener, I've been pretty open and honest about me thinking Ben Heck's taste in licenses sucks. Sorry, Ben. But uh, generally speaking, it does, in my opinion. Now, they were talking about the Nintendo license, how grand and great that would be. You would agree, right, Boney? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. That's insane, man. Yeah. So Nintendo license, and uh, Ben Heck was talking about it, and Heck said, the Nintendo license is likely pretty similar to working with Disney. He called it something like the, uh, the arcade Disney is Nintendo. But he did say, ultimately, it would be the biggest pain in the ass, but it would be worth it. It would be worth it, and I agree. I really think that a um, a Super Mario game would be it. It will still hold up. The same with Zelda. I think it would just because also you you're having a re, uh, resurgence of uh like people collecting sure NES Retro games gaming. and yes. yeah very like it is becoming huge with the collectability of of unopened games in rare but yeah games. did you see like, the uh that graded and sealed Mario game that went for went for a lot of money. it's yes it's insane what they're going for so I, I do i think i think that you're hitting a lot of stuff because I, I think the nes i think that retro stuff is obviously coming back it's like anything and it's else. collectible it, it's that nostalgic yeah and, yeah and it's collectible like i think that it would go over really well and you're that's one of those license and themes that would probably bridge some Ooh. generation gaps yeah. a little bit at this time that's an 80s 90s kind of thing mm-hmm. and you're, you're tackling new kids who think it's cool so at the beginning of this discussion, uh, I poo-pooed Ben Heck and his decision-making when it comes to licenses and his taste. Kind of wrong, because the next point that I bring up, I think, is a fantastic one. Ben Heck talked about Disney in general as well. And in particular, he thinks that we are kind of fading from this 80s. 80s is still holding up. There's plenty still there. But don't turn your back on the 90s. He said 
that he believes Disney's The Lion King, original animated, and Aladdin would also work very well for pinball, and I couldn't agree more. I love those themes. I would certainly and easily buy those all day long. Hmm. Now, you were never a big Disney animation guy, were you? Oh, hell yeah, I was, dude. Well, I used to you want to work for Disney. I, used to be, I wanted to be a Disney animator. Well, the Lion, no, I was the just, King no, I love it. I love the... Those are like two of the, the best Sega games ever made were those two games. Uh, like <laughs> the inadvertently Sega ever. Uh, they, yes, they those really were, were. They really were. Really. Especially Aladdin. Um, but throwing the I, apples. I'm, I know exactly yes, what you're talking yes. about. I can't, I can't do the music, oh but the music gosh. is so amazing in that mm-hmm. too. Um, like I just can't like, I'm just trying to, to, to ponder. Cause those are two themes. Like uh, seriously, I never thought about. So I'm just trying to see I mean, there's obviously a lot of cool things you could do with each one, mm-hmm. um, but I was just like, man, would that would they sell? That's yes. where my mind was. The, the people with money grew up watching them, or they grew up having their kids watch them. Gonna be a mighty king, enemies beware. Well, I've never seen a king or beast with quite so little hair. Oh, it's very true, and, and, and it's timeless. Both are timeless tales, oh. so it's like they're so hey. well done. And you take Lion King on Broadway, it's still killing it. Are there, are there bigger Disney films? Were there bigger Disney films? Yeah. I think the Lion King and Aladdin, that was like, that was it. Those two. One and two. Bam. Yeah, right there. Because that, that was starting to get a, a like big what? peak of animation. That was you, then you had like Hercules early. and stuff that came yeah, out. Yeah, no, fell off good. there. Treasure Island. Or, no, no. Oh my, oh, my God. No, that was great. No, great. It wasn't. Yeah, sure, you liked it, but it wasn't big. No, no, that was a marketing fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I mean, honestly, that is probably the last uh, the last of the great Disney films. I'm trying to, man. I'm, I'm pulling it up. Kept, we're going to look at this. Yeah, I kept feeling there was something else afterwards. There was a few things that were pretty good. But see, the bad thing is, is that's when Pixar, that's when Toy Story and stuff started coming out. Yeah, so yeah you're right. You started that's to have the went. the Pixar takeover, and then shortly after, because I was just reading an article about uh, that, that that the '90s had some of the best animation because you had a uh, uh, Prince of Egypt. You had and they weren't necessarily Disney movies, but Prince you were at the height Egypt. of animation. And um, that shit out of here. It, what are you serious you just like egyptian themed stuff no but it was a great film ask anybody watch the film you'll love it if you haven't watched that film it's a beautiful but that was the time that that when they started dissolving they shortly after shut down uh Mm -hmm. uh, disney's animation studio all right let's go to the top here snow white and seven dwarfs and 37 Eh, i don't think that works pinocchio i don't may work if these other runs do work fantasia no dumbo bambi no no uh, three Cavaleros, uh, no. Uh, we're Aristocat. Getting into, uh, Cinderella in 50, I well. don't think is strong enough right now. Alice in Wonderland, maybe. Just maybe. Peter Pan, that is a classic. Maybe. Peter Pan holds it. Yeah. Lady and the Tramp, no. Sleeping Beauty, no. Sword in the Stone. A very underrated Sword in the Stone. Love that, but no. Don't think it's strong enough. 101 Dalmatians, No. Oh, 101 Dalmatians, you're Uh, underestimating. I got you one right here. The Jungle Book in 67. That's one of those Disney classics again. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Aristocats, that sucked. That was a great film. My favorite Disney film, underrated and often overlooked, Robin Hood in 73. I don't think works, but it's my favorite. No, it was good. Uh, uh, Adventures of Winnie the Pooh in 77. Ooh, Winnie the Pooh is tough. Winnie Winnie the the Pooh Pooh has a a huge huge following. Huge license yes it very much is it works but it's huge but not a pinball machine not a pinball the rescuers not strong enough pete's dragon nope fox and the hound nope great mouse detective another just wonderful film not strong enough who framed roger rabbit get out of here with that awesomeness i think that could work that it could i think that could work because it's a weird nostalgic Mm -hmm. uh it's an odd film and and probably has a little bit of an underground following really i think so oliver and company nope the little mermaid could work that's another classic yeah little mermaid's huge why do i love that film i i love that film way too much way it's a great film ducktales the movie treasure lost lamp that's greg and i's personal favorite i mean come on that's that should happen no matter that is 1990 at its finest the Rescuers Easily. Down Under was a damn great film. Fantastic. 
Beauty and the Beast. There's another one. Ooh, so Beauty and the yeah. Beast falls with Aladdin and uh, because Lion here's the issue with Beauty and the Beast is you 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 have the ability to there to because of the mansion and because of the gold candlesticks in the wood oh, you have the man. potential to make something like what American Pinball did with Houdini you have you have the ability to make a gorgeous <laughs> I, I machine. Do what? <laughs> Of all the examples to use. Well, I'm just saying because I still hail that. I'm not talking about <laughs> gameplay or anything else. I'm talking about because I still hail that as one of the most like. Um, uh, it is stunning. It's a stunning. Stunning, machine. beautiful yeah. machines that would fit in anyone's home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not overly colorful. Works, yeah. Aladdin in 92 works. The Nightmare Before Christmas we've already seen. The Lion King in 94 works. A goofy movie. Unbelievable film. 95. Then we start falling off because Toy Story is out in 95. And so is Pocahontas. I think takes a mm-hmm. downturn here. I love that we are going through <laughs> Disney films. Pocahontas was still good. Had a good soundtrack. It, but it was it was starting to taper. That yeah. was when you started to see the, the Hunchback line. of Notre Dame. Yeah. Hercules yeah, Mulan. Mulan is a is a killer film, but no, not Mulan was enough. good. Then we just go downhill in the animation. We jump. Mulan right may have been the last like good. Yeah. Uh, no, film. I disagree. In '99, we got Tarzan. That was good. And Tarzan was, really was good, good, but it wasn't Phil Collins. That was Phil Collins soundtrack. That's right. Remember? That's why I loved it. The Emperor's New Groove oh, in huge... 2000. No way. Not Atlantis, no. The Lost Empire. That's your kind of movie. There. No. It was okay. It was a no. good movie, but it wasn't great. It Lilo and Stitch. No. Oh, Lilo and Stitch would be that. That That's Lilo and following. Stitch still has. Yes, it has a big following. That is very. Treasure yeah. Planet. No. The Jungle Book 2. Stop. Did no. Jungle Book 2. No. And then we're, then we're into Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo holds up. I think Toy Story mm-hmm. holds up. Um, I know that holds up. Monsters Inc. You, one of the most beautiful But you can't films count ever. any of those. That, that's separate I know, to I me know. from the I'm just saying, animation. They can make all you those can't. Pixar things. And they yeah. all work. They, they all work. I don't. I don't care what anybody says. They all work. No. My Ben Hector. I mean, there's a. F- yeah, there's a few things in there that would really that could be good. You guys will have to listen to the interview. He also discussed his goals for his upcoming game. He's really big on what he's calling mechanical satisfaction. I think he prefers that over even gameplay, geometry, mm. flow. Yeah, I think he does. Yeah, it depends on the pin. It's one of those things that if you sprinkled it in, because I'm to the point, I was one of those huge, huge advocates, you know, when you take something like Star Wars that we love, like, mm-hmm. hey, I don't need a lot of toys and mechs. I don't need a lot of this stuff in these games as long as it shoots good. But now I'm starting to see so many things that, that shoot good and has a good rule set, but doesn't have a lot of toys. Sure. And now I'm kind of like, eh, man, you know what? I'm kind of mm-hmm. wanting some toys and mechs back in some games now. I'm starting How about to Deadpool, kind of, uh, man? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I love Deadpool. There's nothing exactly. really in it, but it's one of my favorite games. But when you have something like Jurassic Park and you got the Raptor Pit and you got the T Rex eating the ball and it yeah, still shoots good and everything, I'm kind of like, man, I want my toys and mechs back. It's tough. It's tough. So he's going for mechanical satisfaction. He also talked about Mark Ritchie working on something at CGC. I don't know if that's a public thing yet, but he uh, let the cat out of the bag there. <laughs> And uh, he didn't know, I thought that's funny, he didn't even know Nordman was designing at CGC. Didn't even know it. He also talked about, his, yeah, he also talked about his new uh, Penheck board system and the affordability of it. He said it costs less than a stern node board replacement. If you guys like the details of that, that deeper pinball um, creation uh, and engineering and stuff, this show is a must. It's like a foreign language. That's what I'm listening to him discussing it. And Morrison knows exactly what he's talking about and goes with it. It was the nerdiest of nerd podcasts ever. And I loved it. It was a real, well, that has me super intrigued now. I I definitely on my listen. Yeah. Ben Hex just entertaining. He's just super entertaining. So go listen to that. Stern pinball. Nothing really in the news. Are we close to another game, Greg? I think so. I mean, if we look at track record, what normally after uh, TPF, TPF, we yeah. see what a uh, release in about two weeks after TPF yeah, or at least an, a teaser of some sort. We saw MGC. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know where it's at. I would assume that we would start seeing something. I mean, I maybe think... their backlogging, maybe COVID has a little bit to do with it still. And they're finally getting caught up. But I would assume that, I mean, Zeppelin is, it's a good pin, but I wouldn't assume that it's like eating up their, their factory or anything. So no, I would I have think thought the, that we would have seen something mm-hmm. soon. I think we've got one more big run of Zeppelin premiums to fulfill a lot of people. But after that, we're, 
maybe just a back order thing. They are cranking them out. We just got a slew of Jurassic Park premiums last week, so they're they're still making a lot of games. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know when that new one is coming. It feels like it's close, though. It really does. And well, and I, I'm just curious about this new game coming out because I like this. I feel like because we don't know what it is. We know we usually no, what everything is. Yeah, they they've kept. Yeah, we don't know. And I, I've heard people who seem like that they're a legitimate source that know. But then I hear another legitimate source that the other legitimate source wasn't right. It it's all over the place this time. So I still keep I hearing see Back to right. the Future. I do too. But then you say, then you hear, no, it's not Back to the Future. But then it's got to be Back to the Future. And then Godzilla's still sprinkled back in there. I don't know, I'm, man. I'm going to strangle my buddy at Stern if if he was just trolling me. If it well, I'll probably take him out to a steak dinner because that's a good surprise. But he said no. No back to the future, man. That to me, regardless, is still one of the like most untapped, like I largest think he is trolling me because if he's saying nobody at Stern's really talking about back to the future, that there's, there's no way, Greg mm-hmm. listener, there's no way if you are making pinball machines to make money, especially Stern, that you're not talking about back to the future. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say to them, they don't know what they're doing doing if they're not talking about it because i think it's bullshit i know they know what they're doing and there's no way they're not talking about back to the future i don't see how they're not like i mean and it's all over the threads i mean yes, it's all it's over everything Harry Potter. Being ta- that's it yeah it gets more yeah. mentions than jaws and james bond now oh yeah yeah me and you've talked about the jaws scenario and stuff i i still think i think back to the future is gonna i think that it would be one of the greatest selling oh, pinball machines gosh. of all time it's 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 Ghostbusters esque. That's that's where I it's agree. At. Yep. So it's Spielberg. I mean, the mm-hmm. Come on. So yeah, I don't know what's coming, where it's at. Um, American Pinball, not really in the news, but keep hearing rumblings of Legends of Valhalla being their next one. Keep hearing it. <laughs> I don't think it sells if it's Legends of Valhalla, but I don't either. What do I know? You know, what do I know? We've talked about that. It could be a, a, a an amazing theme if I don't know. I still just don't think it'd sell. I think that I don't know. I mean, Vikings was a huge show. Like the things that you could do with it's amazing. You like that uh, theme? That's a neat pin. Yeah. It's a good pin. But like, I just don't know if it'll. I just don't know how well it'll go over. I just don't know if people care that much. Mm, that's a risk. That is such a risk. I think it's very risky. How many do you think it sells? We've talked about this before, but I haven't asked you. How many? I think I said hundred. <laughs> uh, I, I don't. I'd say yeah. I'd say five hundred, maybe. Really? I don't. No, I don't. Fuck. I, oh, There's sorry. no way it sells uh, five. I yeah. Uh, I don't think you'd even go five hundred. There's just too much stuff out right now. Yeah. The art is good. It's not great. The layout is good. It's not great. The theme is. I can't say the theme is good. Theme is okay. It's not great. Yeah, that's why I'm at man. I don't know. Maybe three, three hundred. Okay, that's still a good. I mean, it's not for them with their facility, but a three hundred still a good run if you were a small. Does it sell more than Houdini? Oh man, I don't think so. I don't see it, but Houdini just got a bad rap. That yeah, really but shut it when down. Houdini first came out, new manufacturer, people were excited. People bought. Oktoberfest, uh, no, I think, is probably their lowest selling game. Yeah, should have been. I think it does more than Oktoberfest. It'll do more than Oktoberfest. I don't see. I, I don't know the units. What did Houdini have? Any well, speculation what Houdini? That. No, they're not going to. Uh, who knows? Not more than a thousand. I mean, Hot Wheels was a good theme, and it seems like like Hot Wheels was. A, I know you disagree. Hot Wheels was a good theme. It's a, it's a pretty good pin. It's nothing that like blows you away, but it, it's a good pin. Um, got a Hot I feel like right that, that was a hard sale. You've got a Hot Wheels. Yeah. Thanks and, to you. And? And what? <laughs> this is the part where you give it your in, uh, impression of it. Well, I did, sort of, in a roundabout way without reviewing it. It's, I mean, it's it's good. The the it's I, Is it B plus? The, 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 the art is not the art is not that good. Like it's just something about their printing. Like it looks like it's been blown up, like it didn't have a high enough resolution on the side oh, of the okay. cap, maybe. Yeah. For it to, to get so I mean it's borderline, but it looks pretty. Honestly, I'll tell you this, and you're gonna you're gonna oh, you're gonna think I'm stupid, and every listener that you have is gonna think it's stupid. And I'm we'll not comparing artwork at all. I'm I'm talking about the the just 
the prettiness of it. Okay. Um, it's setting next to a turtles. And then on the other side of that is, uh, Avengers. Oh, wow. And again, okay. I'm not at all saying anything. Uh, I know what you're about, about to say. You're so stupid. It, Go ahead. It's a pretty fucking game. It's, it's nicer looking. It, it's the prettiest game in my lineup. Technically <laughs> set in there, but it's an okay game. It shoots, it shoots. Okay. It shoots pretty good. I mean, it's kind of oh, got that, okay. that flipper feel that American people has, um, it's got moments that that's the good thing I'm going to say about it is, is Josh put in some pretty decent moments in that game mm-hmm. that I like. There's some cool stuff. The prettiest game in your lineup. It is. I just, I, I like the heads. I can go the stick head your head in the toilet right now. No, I'm telling you, it's a, it's a pretty game. I just, I've, I've always been partial to the look of American pinball with those new heads. Yeah, I, okay. I don't like change, but I like those. <laughs> I don't heads like change. Games. That's no shit. Yeah. But I love I love those heads on those games. Oh, uh, I love head too. I'm with you. So, oh, oh shit. I, you know what? The, it reminded me when you said Vikings, right? Yeah, I've fallen in love with this. There is this uh, internet sensation going on. I'm a middle aged uh, father, so I'm usually about two years behind on the trends. So this is probably a trend a couple years ago. Have you ever heard these sea shanties that people are singing nowadays? They're, they're big. They're like billboard toppers, the sea shanty. Have you heard them? No, not at all. They're fantastic. But the one that just tickles my balls the most, have you ever heard of the trailer park boys? Yes. Oh, that's something we need to consider doing. Do they do one? They've done one and it's called the kitty man comes, but it's about a, 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 Kitty Man, it's the Kitty Man Sea Shanty. I've fallen in love, and I've probably listened to it a thousand times. It's not, it's not uh, back it up Terry level, but <laughs> we're we're get, we're getting there. And uh, uh, for all of you listeners out there, since fucking Creasel is gone, I'm gonna recite a couple lines right now. <clears throat> there once was a cat with a hungry belly. The name of the cat was Whiskers Jelly. His throat was dry and his bowl was bare. Meow, my furry cat, meow. Soon may the kitty men come. Come on, Greg. And some tasty nums. One day when the craters come, we'll eat till our bellies are full. Come on, Greg. You like that song? Is that the first I love time? it. Is that the first time you've heard that? That's the first time I've heard that. Oh man, it's intoxicating. All, All I can think of is Muppet Treasure Island. Anytime I hear a, a freaking pirate song, that's why you're my best friend. Muppet Treasure Island. What a deep cut. God, I love you. It's an amazing movie. All right, we got an April Fool's joke. Question mark. IFPA uh-huh. announced. That they're doing a Pinberg. It's called IFPA Berg. But people don't know if it's an April Fool's joke or not because it was very deceptive. They laid out these uh, regional finals, formatting how it would work, a finals in Pittsburgh, where it would be located, all the rules, and it sounded like a really, really damn cool thing to do. But it was released on April 1st. But it was released on April 1st. And we know that the Sharps have a troll bloodline in their heritage. <laughs> so I don't know if this happens. Well, the one thing I, I think we should all agree as a, as a, maybe a community, I don't know. Do other, do other countries and continents, do they celebrate April fools? I don't know if that's an American. I don't know. Thing I don't really know the history thing. behind it, but uh, mm-hmm. I think we should all agree that if you're going to do an April fools, it needs to be something negative, right? Because when things are just positive, like why troll people to be excited about something and then tell them, sorry, I know that was going to be cool, but we give you nothing. Well, because when you, when you, when you do something negative, you just created pain. When yeah, you do and then something there's, exciting, then you create excitement with a harder fall because then you create pain afterwards. So it's like a double-edged sword that you get when you create something that's a good lie. Give me the punch in the gut up front and then tell me that you're never going to punch me again rather than have anybody ever, whenever you were younger, hold you down and tap your forehead over and over. Oh, it pissed me off so much. They keep tapping (laughs) and tapping. They put their knees on my arms. I came in, I came in, let me up. I can't breathe. And they tap my fucking forehead. That's, that's this. (laughs) 
That's this. I don't know. Or they thump your chest like that, right in your chest, doom, 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 your sternum. Kind of like giving you a nice piece of cake, let you take a bite first, and then doing it. I feel like I'm going to try to do that to you next time. I see. <laughs> so I don't know if this is true or not. The format sounded pretty damn killer. So I And sometimes I think people put things out there as a joke just to see if they catch a little traction. Well, it's probably a big risk for them to do that. Uh, I mean, I, I, uh, we're, we're kind of far away and stuff starting to open back up and stuff starting to go, but it's still probably a pretty big risk to hold a tournament like that and actually do it. But, you know, oh, they so got I, to, I mean, the, the, pin, the pin brew show is next weekend, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. And there's, um, there's a big star Wars. Um, Oh my gosh. Oh, Mike's going to kill goes. me for not knowing the ICCEE, um, oh, Mike really thing that's going to go on in Nashville. It's like the largest star oh, Wars convention. Let's go. That's getting ready to take place in two weeks, two weeks. Hey, we were invited. I didn't even yeah, get we were invited to, we were to, invited. We were in pro- yeah, we were invited to bring some, uh, star Wars pins oh, down and stuff. Wait, you didn't tell me this. I talked to you about early, like last year. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. The hell! But then, but well, because everything, everything happened. Fucking Greg, I could have taken on, my one of you. one Star Wars premium. I'm going to give a plug. So it's ICC. Well, of course, now we can't go. Nashville is what it is. You want to go and film? We should. Uh, he invited us. Down, he invited us down to do a panel down there if we wanted to about uh, the hobby of pinball. Yeah, Man. and be guest speakers. Man, I'm sitting over here, y'all listeners. As a pin bastard, and I don't know what Greg's doing. He's trying to set us back as a hobby. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, huge exposure, Star Wars community. Eh, slipped my mind. Oh, and it's like I said, it's like the, the largest, I think, in the nation oh that he gosh. holds. So there's multiple celebrities. <laughs> They're selling, you know, all kinds all right, of stuff. All right, stop talking. I, stuff down there. Do you think we still get in? Maybe we'll go. Oh, we could. Yeah, Mike would get us in there. I man. still have that song stuck in my head. All right. Okay, next story. Deep root delays again. You guys are gonna have to follow this. I'm tired of fucking talking about it. They they can't get their certification yet. It's taking longer. And now they're saying they're not making any surplus of Rosas, even though they thought they were. And they're even they're telling people like if you want out, you can even bail out of the deposit you do have. It's not looking or sounding good over there. I don't want to cover it anymore. What I do want to cover is the pinball network because we have grown two sizes bigger this last week. We added some streamers. I think it's a huge uh, congratulations. It's been a little bit since you guys added anybody. Yeah, we started out. Uh, it was one of our goals this year, early first quarter. We wanted to add some people mm-hmm. to the stream team, and we did in a huge way. We added four individuals, four channels, and each one of them is effing superb. Running down the lineup really quick, we have a partnered Twitch streamer. Wait a minute. A partnered Twitch streamer is now part of TPN. The channel's called Mr. Scoot. He's a stand-up comedian, and he does a lot of retro gaming and now is dabbling into pinball. Loves what TPN is and who it's comprised of and the diversity and the fun that we're having over here. And he said, sign me up. Go check out the promo video if you want a hilarious, cringy, I don't know what else to say, uh, but it was it was pretty awesome. And I did have, watch that promo video. I really liked it. Yes, absolutely. He was getting frisky to a pinball machine. Loved it. <laughs> we also have one of my favorite pinball streamers. I'm so happy that they agreed to come on. It's Hup Challenge. Jordan and Becca. Now we have two pairs of Jordan and Becca's. Um, they're outside of Ohio, Pittsburgh-ish. They did their helicon a lot. Fantastic streamers. Highly, highly entertaining, uh, and their numbers continue to go up. Hub Challenge, can't say enough about them. Oh, I love this one too. Low-key Brian O'Neill. Many of you have stumbled upon Brian O'Neill's channel. Beers with O'Neill's, he and his partner. So much fun watching those two play some pinball. So Brian O'Neill. Brian, I want to chill with Brian. He's the kind of guy that you and I would just like chilling with at a show. And... Maybe even the best for last. Canadians own the pinballers. Rascally little family up north. I always love when families get into pinball and then all of a sudden the kid becomes better than the parents. Yep, that's the pinballers. So go check all of them out. They're going to be sporting that beautiful TPN logo. And I love that they've all four, all four of those channels have jumped in headfirst into the Discord. And we're having a blast over there. Having a lot of fun. Greg, you need to uh, need to get in that Discord. I'd like to. Do you know what Discord is? 
Yeah, I know what it is. Do you? Okay. Good. Yeah. Well, I thought you're like the only person I know that's a little bit more dated than me. So. <laughs> and last news piece this week is a big one for me. The Pinball Adventures. Have you ever heard of Pinball Adventures? They're making Punny Factory. Yes. <laughs> Punny Factory. I saw that uh, exchange. Oh, did you? Yeah, that's what I'm going to announce. They accepted the challenge. Listeners may not know what the challenge is, but remember a handful back of episodes ago, I think I was doing my solo that some of you shit on, but it was really good. It was really good. It was okay. Oh, fuck. It's really good. <laughs> I but liked it. I was just busting your balls. I kind of issued a challenge saying if I were to develop a pinball machine, even with my ignorance and lack of expertise in pinball homebrewing, I could create a pinball machine, Greg and listener, that was at least, I thought I said three or five times better than the Punny Factory. We were in Canada's thread where Canada's not in, in Pinside. I love, I love that he can't, he's probably just oh, salivating trying to jump in his thread title after him. But nope, it's resided by me, Chrissy. Sorry. But uh, we were talking in there and people were shitting on me as they oh, often do on Pinside. But Pinball Adventures chimes in and says, I'm still waiting for this pinball machine, Zach. Where is it at? Let's see it uh, really better than the Punny Factory. And I thought, wow, the cojones on these these individuals. But I love it. I like a good challenge. I said, I'll, I'll, I'll make a pinball machine. It's going to happen. I don't know when it will happen. And respectfully, it will be better than the Punny Factory to a large degree. Well, That's, and I know some of your ideas. You've, you've tossed around building a, a home for quite a while. Mm -hmm. And uh, like I know some of your ideas, and, and some of them are you know, yeah, you, I've got passion. It's not your shortcoming at all. Exactly. Anything I do, I'm going to do to the best degree that I can. And, uh, I, I agree. I, I still think, and that's why I told him, I said, look, it's not, this is not a disrespect to you guys in the punny factory. This is just the belief that I have in myself and maybe a shade of uh, a shade of shit because the punny <laughs> factory looks horrible. looks really yeah. bad. It's a little tough. It's good publicity for those guys. Absolutely. It's good publicity. It's so really much, good. So much so, Greg <laughs> and listener, that they said this, and I respect the hell out of them for the following. I guess it was the owner of the Pinball Adventure said, Zach, all of our contractors and manufacturers are at your disposal. You design something, send me the files. I will cut you a white wood. Send me the art. I'll print it on the play field. Mock up some plastics, and I will print and cut them for you. We will help you manufacture your designed pinball machine to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Punny Factory. They took I the challenge. Awesome, I, I respect that. What, what they're going to do is you're going to build a better game, and then they're going to offer to buy it from you. <laughs> they're like, thank God. They're going to say, we cut you those plastics. We, we made those plastics, and we, we printed that play field, and we cut that play field for you. Zach, the least you can do is sell us the damn game. So we can manufacture. Oh, yep. Uh, one of the contingencies that I wasn't prepared for, they acted as if it needs to be an original theme. Mm. Ooh. That's tough. Well, yeah, but how are you going to fight with licensing and get true licensing? Well, if I'm just doing a one of one. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, so that, I don't that's know. A original tough. I mean, who the hell wants an original theme? That's what but I that's, told them. That's the I said, guys. But that's the parameters they I were know. they were probably yeah. restricted to, though. I, that's why I told them. I said, guys, really? Like, nobody wants an original theme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they don't they're probably like they i hate this all. guy but th again because they probably couldn't afford licensing and go with something big then they were they were they had to go with something that that was uh original yeah so they're just trying to keep you on a level playing field with theirs because hell you could you could have a shitty pinball machine and you could just have Potter. a great theme that would like, beat Whoa. them yeah well i would you know what i will probably because i will design one i'm going to design one with a certain theme in mind but i will just strip all that my white wood would be better than Punny Factory. Boom. Mm. The mic just dropped, ladies and gentlemen. I'm excited to see this oh. take off. Oh, last update here. That Playfield banner giveaway that we're doing here at the Pinball Show, that Hobbit Playfield. Get your brackets out. Check them. Because rounds two, three, and now today we're dropping round four winners. As a reminder, each win is one point regardless of the round. We're getting closer to a winner. Thank you all for playing. It's been a lot of fun on social media, seeing what you guys are coming up with, yelling at me because for some reason you all forgot about how awesome the kiss topper was. I have no clue how, but uh, you guys have been bashing me on that kiss topper the whole time. And taxi. Great. How great is the taxi topper? People are shitting on me. What taxi topper? What taxi top? It's, it's just, it's very nostalgic, very iconic. Just the, the, you know, the light on top of a taxi cab. 
It just sits on top. Oh, of yeah. Okay. I thought there was something. To, yeah. I, I have it up in the lead eight. It's good. It's a solid, great, nostalgic theme fitting topper. It's a beautiful topper. Sure. Yeah, it's simple. What else would you do with that? Sometimes simple is better. I mean, it's like Ghostbusters topper putting the siren up there. Sure. They gave me a hard time because Ghostbusters topper just got kicked off by Whitewater topper. Oh, it's kind of neat. I know. I love them both. They're my I children. What, what, what do you want me to do? I'm not mad at the taxi topper. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Greg. You're always looking up for me. Man. No, not always. No, that's so true. <laughs> I love whenever hey. I'm pitching something to you. I'm like, man, I'm getting shit for it. And you're like, yeah, because uh, you're wrong there. I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> hey, but that's what makes a good friendship. You know, it's like telling somebody they got a booger hanging out of their nose. What kind of friend would I be if I didn't tell you? I would definitely tell you if I had a bug hanging. Oh, I, I know usually, you would. You tell me the same thing. Before we start thing. recording, I usually look up and I'm like, I got anything hanging? Yeah. That's how close oh. we are. I've got the yeah. biggest, most disgusting pimple on my neck. Like, I'm glad that we're on podcast what? and not straight down the middle today. Cause... Dude, I'm such a friend to you, Greg. I'd pop it for you, brother. Yeah. Oh, I've would... already tried and it grew. Like, Ooh. it's one of those. Yeah. So, like, I would have to wear like a scarf around my neck. <laughs> I want you to go show houses. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> come to this exquisite. <laughs> Art Deco uh, home. But I'm going to use like one of those like McJagger scarves or something. Like oh, yeah. I'm going to get me one of those like nice supplements and yeah. throw around. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sash. Oh, you just wear a kerchief there. Once was a cat with a hungry belly and his name was Pimba Market Trends. Oh, Greg, how's that feel in your ear holes? Hey, I like it. You like it? Does it make you horny? I like it. I like it loud. Does it give you a quasi? <laughs> Half sale. Here we go. Trending up this week is Wizard of Oz. People are still looking for this game. Numbers still going up on it. I like where Wizard of Oz is sitting right now. Minus the Lightboard 2.0 issue. Make sure you get a 2.0. But Wizard of Oz, I think now that people are... They're seeing the collectability of this Pirates of the Caribbean listener. They're seeing the collectability of GNR, CE, and LEs. They're wanting to start collecting the set. That's what us dumb bastards do in pinball. We like collecting. And people in general, we love collecting. Now that you're getting your hands on these primo new JJP machines, people, remember what happened to Wonka? People started picking up that CE for collectability. Collect them all, and that means the Hobbit too by the way, but Wizard of Oz is one that usually is entering lineups right now, especially with those people buying these later run Jersey Jack pinball machines. I think it's, uh, it's turning into a collecting, a very much a collecting hobby for a lot of people. Yeah. It, yeah. I can see that. It's more than just the pinball now, more so than ever. Also trending up this week is Avengers Infinity Quest by Stern Pinball. Stern has Pin Clash and IE Pinball and Carl D'Angelo to thank for this. Because right now, if you check out all of the exposure on live streaming, it's all Avengers because people are trying to qualify for Ping Clash 2. Avengers Infinity Quest is still available, still making a lot of them. Greg Bone, you just bought one. We know it's training up. You buy nothing. I don't. I haven't bought anything for a long time. It was my first new inbox for a really long time. Is Infinity Quest tickling them whiskers? Eh, it's okay. <laughs> love, love hate with it. I do like love the Battle Royale, though. Oh, uh, see? Man, I've been watching a lot of qualifying rounds, Battle Royale. That right scoop is going to get a workout. Man, you guys uh-huh. are spamming that right scoop for, uh, what is it, the Hornet? What's the little chick Hornet? Bumblebee oh, Tuna? Oh, wasp. Like, oh, wasp. wasp. Okay. Bumblebee Tuna. Your balls are showing. Turning down this week is Deep Root Pinball. I know this is low-hanging deep fruit, but it's Deep Root, and there's many reasons why. <laughs> Sorry, Deep Root. Save a buck, save ten bucks, save a hundred, save a thousand steals all the week! Bye, bye, bye! Bye, bye, bye! There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Greg Bone knows it. And we got a radical. Oh, man, do we ever have a radical. This is a radical that I tried to actually buy. $4,000, and it's like a legit, really nice radical. Surely it's not still available, is it? I messaged him, and I was like, look, uh, I've got four kids. I'll give you one of them if you want. I can trade you a new inbox i can buy this thing outright how do i buy this radical i still haven't heard back is it gone greg it's probably gone oh. or he got multiple high-end offers on it oh. it says oh mess with you i've not seen the, the like the the side cabinet is and eh, i can always redo that but it's the play field that i'm always looking at 
and the play field is nice. It's a super nice play field. The ramps look new-ish. I mm. never see them this nice. Shout out to Dan Donnell for giving me a heads up on this. Man, radical $4,000. Bye, bye, bye. By Whoopig. Whoopig. Out of King George, Virginia. Virginia, sorry. Whoopig from Virginia. Sorry about that. Bye, bye, bye. Oh, Virginia on the mind, I guess. So that is a deal of the week, certainly. Another deal of the week this week is from Flipping Out Pinball. Remember that uh, GNR standard that we got back, back in uh, a couple weeks ago? Well, we, yeah. It's delivered. It had a little rippling by the buttons. Probably clean that up for you, but it's still strapped together. It's still a brand new pinball machine. So boom, bye, bye, bye. I haven't listed it yet, so I like to give the first heads up to uh, friends and the pinball show listeners. So there's your cue. Give me a message. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was our show this week, episode 54 with Boney Man. All right, uh, where can people catch you? Oh, I'm straight down the middle of Pinball Show. Can they? they catch me at home in my basement. They still always catch me at home. They still want to know where these damn t-shirts are at. Where are these t-shirts at, Greg? Yeah, I don't know. The printers. (laughs) The printers. There's silk screens, you know, there's there's issues here. (laughs) Get the files and we'll get the shirts. We're deep-rooting it. That we <laughs> it's actually really <laughs> clever. Nicely done. Yeah, you can email us at sdtmpinballgmail.com. Always follow us at the pinball network at gmail.com. Go to the website, thepinball.network. In addition to that, if you're ready to buy a brand new pinball machine, sometimes we have used pinball machines. And an Escalera stair climbing hand truck are a wonderful, beautiful, sweet ass arcade machine. Contact Flippin' Out Pinball. 812 4579 711. Or www.flip, the letter N, out, pinball.com. Or email me at Zach at flippingoutpinball.com. Product showcase this week. Notice it's not a machine showcase because it's the expression lighting system for your Led Zeppelin Pro. We have a couple in stock now. They finally came in stock. It's time to buy. I think Joel Engelberth at Just Another Pinball Podcast is going to be installing those live on stream on his flipping out Led Zeppelin Pro. So stay tuned for that. We also have some Stranger Things pros in stock. Avengers Pro, I think we've got one or two left. Turtles Pro, same thing. I think we've got a couple left. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Premium, Led Zeppelin Pro, Hot Wheels. We've got the Medieval Topper still in display. Avengers Side Art and Armor. Turtles Armor in stock. JP Armor in stock. Stranger Things Side Art. Oh, and just got in, but Greg Bone just got in some Stranger Things illuminated interactive shooter knobs you thought they were gone they're back get them now banners banners we've got the banners including that gnr banner big old banner alien pre-order oh and golden tees golden tee 2021 in stock at flipping out pinball in an upcoming video soon covering golden tee jurassic park pro arcade is in stock oh boy yoing greg bone you can get a Jurassic Park Pro Arcade. That's that. That's that really cool shooter arcade with the with the rumbling guns and the big screen and the capsule that you sit in. That thing is legit. And we've got a video. Speaking of, we got a video on Straight Down the Middle coming up, unpacking, installing, and showing some gameplay to that. So follow, like, subscribe, watch Straight Down the Middle. A lot happened last week at TPN, including all of the new team members joining the group. Love you guys. Here's your shout out. Do a favor and uh, go follow Hup Challenge. Go follow Brian O'Neill. Go follow Mr. Scoot. Go follow the Pinballos. Follow, follow, follow. Podcast-wise, last week we had Silverball Chronicles, the Pat Lawler Part 2 Spectacular. That was cool. That was, I really, really enjoyed that. And the, the guys are good over there. Ron and Deezy, they're just really good. Nicely done, fellas. We had just another Pinball Podcast. These two guys were good, too, and you're saying Joel only does the podcast. No, he had a guest, and it was George Fisher, my lovely, lovely, sweet schnookums George Fisher. And George Fisher's from Don't Panic Flip. I watched probably 20 different streams this last week. Hands down, the cleanest layout is George Fisher's Don't Panic Flip. Bring me a better one because the guy's an entertainer, and he is an aficionado when it comes to streams. The most beautiful stream in existence. You guys, he went 
transition. He transitioned to a different scene. For those of you in streaming, know like it's a different, uh, different video. But boom, boom, transitioned, and there he was, already focused camera on a turntable that he was going to start the LP for the night. George Fisher, I should have trended you up, my friend. He is a saint when it comes to TPN, and he does all of our website uh, stuff, and he leads the stream team stuff. So uh, TPN would not be and could not be if it wasn't for Fisher. And he's got a brand new game. Tune in to find out which one it is from Flipping Out Pinball. And we had an off-for-the-record pinball podcast, the pilot episode of Totally Pinball with Johnny Pinball. Sounds like a kickback to the 90s. Totally Pinball, Johnny Pinball here. Actually, pretty decent. I'm going to give Johnny Pinball a lot of credit for his first stab at pinball podcasting. Very good stuff. I think a lot of people, and the numbers don't lie. We only report the facts here. And uh, numbers are damn good for Totally Pinball. Nicely done. Next week at TPN, we're going to have another final round pinball podcast with the pros themselves, T. Olis and Martin Robbins. wonder who they're going to have on. We're going to end the show, and I told a friend of mine, Robert Byers, with Top Rope Pinball Podcast. God bless this guy. Many of you think I have the most energy in pinball. Nope. Doesn't come close to Robert Byers and his drunken podcast. But he sent me a little ditty that he created. And I'm going to air it at the very end. I love you, Robert. But I've got to air If I'm going to air it, it's got to be so far at the end of this episode. So stick around after the credits roll. If you'd like to hear a rendition by, by Senior Byers entitled Blinded by Dwight remix mm. don't get too excited he played it last night on a stream in entirety and i was like does that mean i don't have to air it here <laughs> oh there's there's so many reasons to roll your eyes and not like the top rope pinball stream so many all right but when you watch that stream there is something so captivating about it that it angers me it just angers i don't know and he, he's not even purposefully trying. He Okay, here's how. It, is this su- such a meta stream, y'all? Uh, and then we'll close it out. Sorry, Greg. Uh, he, is, he tries so hard to be entertaining, so over the top, that at first glance you think, dude, but if you, st- if you sit with it and really let it soak in, you will find yourself picking up the damned funniest stuff in all of pinball streaming. I guarantee you that. It's almost brilliant. It's so bad, it's almost brilliant. We love you, buyers. Jeez, that guy. And he's a damn great pinball player. All right, Robert, that's your plug. Leave me alone for two months. For Greg Bone, I'm Zach Manning. And support your local thespian and root for a Disney-themed pinball machine. Local thespian? I thought you were, like, pro-LGBT, but with a lisp. Thespian. <laughs> And always practice safe pinball. And one day when the critters come, we till our bellies are full. Uh. While the gang was bored and morale had dipped, to one of the seeds grew green catnip. They sniffed and they stacked and they all got ripped. They all had a meow that night. So I was from right by, I was about 15 minutes away from Kentucky Headhunters. The where they that? lived and got started. Do you, you don't remember the Kentucky Headhunters? Were those like the singers or something? Yeah, they were a, a country I, I band so. back in the 90s, and they sang a song. Um, it was uh, Take Me On Down to Dumas Walkers for a bottle down of... Down to Dumas uh, Walkers. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> See, I know for, that song. Yes, yeah. Like I lived like 15 minutes away from them, and, and Dumas Walker, it was that shop, and my so, barber, I had a barber, and they the all building. shot marbles together. There was a marble pit <laughs> in the back of his... The back of his barber shop, like a fucking... Floor, like a, a, a dirt floor in the back of his fucking barber shop, and yeah. they all shot marbles back there for big money, dude. That shit was big, big money. Yeah, because uh, it even talks in there. I think there's a line about uh, uh, shooting marbles in that song. Well, what's that have to do with ski? Oh, because you get a bottle of ski and uh, a order a order of slaw and fries or something, and, and a bottle of ski from Dumas Walkers. Okay, Zach Manny, this is about take eight. I have no musical talent, so this is hard to do. But I'm going to try it one more time just for you and the TPN Network. Top row pinball in the house, Master Robbie! Yeah!
maybe you can show me how to trap up behavior. I'm going through withdrawals. You don't even have to do too much. You can turn me on with just a switch, behavior. I look around and TBF's cold and empty. No one's around to flip me. I can't see clearly when it's gone. And I say,